You're listening to Guts and Grind with Siju and Sajin, making the real estate journey accessible to anyone. All right, guys, we're back again this week, episode 12, and we are going to be covering how to add value to your investment property. Uh, with that said, I'm here with my buddy and co-host, Sajin Abraham. What's up, everybody? How's How it going, doing? man? Good. Things are good, dude. Things are good, man. Same old stuff. Just uh, another day of, uh, you know, I, I guess the front on COVID is getting a lot better now, right? Like, like things are being a little bit more uh, open, which is nice, yeah. you know, like I'm still masked up or whatever, but I, I got all my shots. And so that, that feels good. You know, I feel a little bit more protected. Um, but yeah, things are good. Can't complain. Same here. Same here. Um, good, man. I'm glad you're vaccinated. We could probably at least do this in, in-person session maybe one time. Yeah, we do. We do. I think that'd be fun, man. Since we're both vaccinated, like I think it'd be nice to be able to sit in a room and actually get this thing going face to face, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. But now other than that, everything else is good on, on our front. You know, I'm working on a, a couple of projects um, yeah. myself. So hopefully uh, we can be, I can maybe share some of that. Um, yeah. At, at some later episodes, actually it may, it may kind of stem off of this episode on how to add value. Uh, I'm actually working on, on kind of cleaning up one of my, one of my houses. So um, it'll be a, it'll be a good thing that we, I'll, I'll, we'll probably add some content around. So that's, yeah, that's good. That's good. It's always good to have like a real life scenario of, uh, of, of how this whole game works. Right. So it's, a, I, I know for me, it's, a, it's, I'm, that's how I learn better. Like when I'm actually seeing someone do it or I'm actually in it, yep. it, it uh, it's, it's a world of a difference, you know, when you're actually doing it and you're actually spending the money, then you really feel it. You're like, Oh, this cost uh, this much, but you know, what's the return, right? You, you kind of map out what the return is on that cost. So it's a, it's a good thing. Oh yeah. I really feel it in my pockets right now. Trust me. <laughs> I feel you, man, dude, at least you got a deal going, man. Like I, I've been, I've been on the hunt. Like, I feel like I've been bothering my realtor like every day. What about this one? What about that one? And it's like some, it's just something about it doesn't work or people are paying way more than it's worth and, you know, for, for it to be actually a good deal. So it's, it's, uh, it's tough out there, but you know, you still got to be on the grind and like keep looking for those properties. So. Yeah. I don't know. If it's slowly kind of not even looking like a um, investor market anymore because it's so right. so high out there unless you, you know, find a dilapidated house that's good you know, just falling apart, which again, sure. you can add a lot of value to and, and make money sure. off of it. But um, I just feel like right now it's just crazy. The the market is insane. Pay, it is. It's, the cost that, that, that people are paying anyway. So especially it, it, it's, to, yeah, I totally agree. Like it, it's insane to see what the prices look like, but it's also a good exercise of trying to figure out how can we be creative and still make it work, you know? Yep. Like try to make a deal out of something, you know, because really that's what it is. Like no one's going to hand you a deal and say, hey, this is what it is. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it. Right. So yep. it's still it's still a fun challenge to be able to look at it and say, like, what price do I need to buy it at? How much can I inject into it to make it worthwhile? And, you know, what's my ROI on it? All that stuff is um, it's still good things to continue to practice. Yeah. And with that, with that said, I mean, you know, we're talking about this episode, this week's episode on how to add value to the the properties that you have or one that you're picking up, if it's even in a bad condition, you know, how, how to add value, which in turn adds, you know, appreciation to your property, which means it's growing in value. And maybe we can start off with that. So I was like, what, what do you, what's, if you can give us a, a ballpark definition of, you know, what appreciation is on, on a property and we can dive into, Hey, how can we add to that appreciation? Sure. Sure. So 
generally speaking, appreciation is just a gradual increase of value in your asset, right? So it, with real estate, we're talking about property, like houses, right? And so over time, you know, the, the, the value increases in that property as opposed to like a car or a TV or something like that, like that decreases in value. But with properties or like, you know, collectibles or something like that, whatever it might be, the, the value increases over time. Um, another thing with properties, like you have the ability to, in, to enhance it, you know, to make it nicer. Like if you do updates and stuff like that, which that'll also is kind of like forced appreciation. Like you're, you're injecting money into it and then that's going to increase in value too. So that's generally what, in my eyes, what appreciation is. Yeah. And, and you're, and you're right. And I think in this day and age, especially there's, there's another word called inflation out there. What's happening is basically, you know, you have these stimulus packages that are being printed, money being printed into the, and just pumped into the government, not into the government, but into the economy and basically right. lowering the value of your dollar. So your dollar today may not be worth a dollar tomorrow because there's so many more other dollars flying into the market because they're printing it in. Yeah. Right. It's, That's it's right. Like, no, it's true. That's it's the true. value of that. And so what, what real estate does is, is allow us to, you know, increase, you know, our, our dollar value through a property, right. Appreciation. Right. And that's, and that's what, uh, because over time people are wanting this, these houses. We just talked about in the beginning, it's people are paying outrageous costs for these houses. And that's because it's due to appreciation and there's a demand for it. And, and over that's the right. long, there, there's ups and downs, but I think over the long, if you look at the the life of a house, it's going to be going up hundred percent. Right. For sure. And so like, you know, we talked about earlier how people are paying crazy amounts of money for houses now, but even if you were to, you know, just general, if everything stayed the same, if, if there was no bubble, the value of houses always appreciated. Like a house that was 10 years ago might've been a hundred thousand dollars. And then 10, you know, 10 years later today, it might be 150. Right. And that's not because of any bubbles, not because of anything crazy. It's just, it's just not how it works with real estate. Yeah. Right. Yep. And so, so we talked about like the natural progression, the market shifting, the value of your property. That's one thing. And then I also hinted at <clears throat> forced appreciation by adding value, like fixing up things. So do you want to talk a little bit more about that, Siju, as far as what, what that might look like? Like, what can you do to a house to, to increase the value? Yeah, no, definitely. And one, one of the things that, you know, it's a, it's a great way to put it is forced appreciation because you're adding value to it in some way, whether you're you're painting it, you're fixing up the, the insides of it. Um, and, and, and a lot of people have heard these, these specific areas that I'm, I'm probably just putting out there, but on a house, these general areas that will always add value because, you know, those are areas that people always use. People are always in those areas, uh, kitchens, uh, bathrooms, and then just a complete paint job, usually for the whole house. You know, if you want to do inside or outside, uh, totally again up to your budget and all that but you know if you if you just do a nice paint job on the inside of the house you'll add that much more just walking into it so i'm working on a project right now which i'm trying to clean up some of the insides of it and hopefully i can show this in a future episode but um it's just amazing what i think i was talking to you about this earlier and it's just it's amazing to see the transformation so we're actually redoing the flooring and just just the paint so if you do just the flooring just the paint it's amazing like this it's a night and day difference of like it's like a new house. And um, so, pe so people will, you, you will add internal value to that piece of property. If you update those pieces of items, bathrooms obviously are used a lot. So if, if they're nice and clean and, and one thing to kind of keep in mind is, you know, keep it super neutral when it comes to colors, grays, whites, blacks, uh, not blacks, but like, you know, just the standard colors that, that you paint on houses, 
and don't don't try to go out there and put your greens and accent walls and things like that. I find, especially with the with the investment house, you don't want to spend too much money on those kind of things. You want to standardize it and just use your very you know neutral colors that people can at least see see themselves actually living in it. For sure, for sure. I I apologize if you hear the lawn guy cutting in the the background. I'm so sorry. Like, it's just timing. It's what it is to to go off of that as well. So like the last house that that I purchased was a total fixer upper. And it was um, and so so when I bought the house, it was appraised. The bank came in and they had their guy come out. They they appraised excessive value and it was a certain amount of money. Right. And then I knew that it was going to be low uh, based off the market because it, it was just really bad. I mean, people were living in it, but it was just like, it wasn't just paint and it wasn't a lipstick job. It was like, we had to repipe the house. We had to kind of rip out a few things, tear down a few walls and stuff like that. So after that's done, I was able to have a, the bank come out there again and reassess the value and the increase based off of me updating the kitchen up and, you know, that means putting in new appliances, paint, tile, uh, backsplashes, things like that, updating the bathrooms. It was, I mean, the increase was ridiculous as far as like, and, and you know, of course, money had to be injected into that to make it happen, right? Yep. But the money injected was significantly less than the value that it increased. And so that's kind of how that game works when you're talking about forced depreciation, where you're, you're coming in there and you're being mindful of what you're spending, but you're not afraid to spend the money because you know, on the back end, it's going to increase the value of that whole property overall. And I'm not selling these properties, but it puts us in a better position to say, Hey, this house that I got for, I'm making up numbers, a hundred thousand. I put 20,000 into it. And now it's worth 150 because you know, the market's hotter and you know, Oh, now this is a nicer house compared to the houses that are comparable. You can't, I don't want to say you can't lose, but you can't lose really. I mean, like you, 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 it's for the long haul. And also like when you're doing these upgrades, even if you're not selling it, it, it takes away the headache of, oh, do I have to repair this or am I going to have to worry about this leak or whatever? Because you've already done it. You've yeah. already done all the capital expenditures been done on the front end. On the flip side, you do also just have to be careful and run your numbers, right? You want to you sure. make sure you're not overdoing it. I, I touched on it a little bit. You don't want to put in, you know, high-end fixtures. You don't want to put in high-end, you know, backsplashes and things like that that will blow your budget out, but then it won't, you won't equate to the appraisal value whenever they go to reappraise the house. Right. So if it's a low end neighborhood, they're not going to be able to, you know, meet those, those, um, those comparables. Cause if, if a house next to you is selling at top dollar for 150 and you put all these high end finishes in expecting 200,000 for your house, you may not get it. So you have to be smart about it and run the numbers whenever you do these upgrades. Uh, one last thing I meant, I forgot to mention also is curb appeal. So just even a fresh coat of paint on the outside of the house, nothing crazy and just, you know, getting the lawn done and trimmed out makes a huge difference for, um, for, for the appraisals and just for people that are looking for, you know, purchasing or even buying it. So no, like all that stuff makes a difference. And, and going back to what you were saying, as far as like, don't blow the budget on these high end fixtures, I think it's mainly about know your market. Mm-hmm. If you're in a high end neighborhood and you bought like a high end neighborhood house, you don't want to be the, in any scenario, you don't want to be the best house on the block yep. because you'll, you'll never have any comparables to say, to justify it because you're the, you're the top dog, right? <laughs> yep. but, but if you're like just below that or kind of in the middle and you can make the numbers work in that middle pocket, like that's where you want to be because that's where you get your most value. That's where you could like look at it and say, well, that house sold for this much and I'm not asking for that much. I'm just, you know, I, I'm comparable. Like if 
all the houses in the neighborhood have granite, then mine has granite, you know? Yep. Um, things like that. Yeah. So it's, so there, there's options. Again, we say it's a hot market. Uh, all the nice built up houses are all being taken up and swooped up. Um, you know, there's, there may be an opportunity for you guys to buy something that's, you know, needs a little bit of work, even just a quick paint job, things like that. I mean, just cause cosmetic stuff. I, I actually love doing those kind of things. Um, and hopefully it doesn't lead to something more larger issues, but you know, just the cosmetic workarounds are so easy to, to get done and, and, and kind of, you know, either reuse it or flip it or whatever you guys want to do. Um, yeah. But with that said, I mean, anything else as we, as we close out this session is, uh, that you can think of. Yeah. Like, um, as far as like the forced depreciation, like it, it, you know, adding value to your house at first, it is intimidating because the first houses that I bought were the ones that I lived in. So it's like, I didn't really have to do any kind of work to it because it's like, it was move in ready. Right. And so those are just easy and comfortable, but there's really no money to be made as far as appreciation. Right. You just, you're at the mercy of the market. And if the market increases, you increase as well. But as time progressed, I started buying these properties that needed a little bit of work. The, the next house was like, okay, I need to change out the carpet because it was all stained and I need to paint the house. And so that's, I view that as very cosmetic. It's just rip out the carpet, put in some laminate flooring, put some, you know, modern colors on the wall, uh, paint the ceiling, freshen it up. Right. Yeah. And so I got comfortable with that. And you realize it's not as bad as I made it to be in my head. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then the, the last house was, was this total rehab. Like I had to repipe and I had to, um, you know, refresh all the kitchens. I mean, the kitchen and both bathrooms and like all these things, like it was just, I had to repair walls. I had to deal with termite damage. I mean, there was all these things, but now that it's under my belt, I'm like, you know what? That wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be right. As far as like, Oh, what a, what a hurdle to jump. It wasn't that big of a hurdle. So take your baby steps and like do what you got to do. But just the big, the biggest thing is like, know your market, know where the value is and uh, put your money where the value is going to, you know, come out. Agree. And I think you even phase some of the rehab that's being done. So if if it's not in your budget to do everything at once, do the painting first, do it, do the outside first, you know, and then you get a renter in there. Um, and then slowly at, when they get out or move out, maybe you can paint the inside. Maybe you can just slowly do, you know, bits and pieces, do all the flooring one, one through one, um, you know, transition that way you're not kind of inundated with everything unless you have the money for it. But sure, um, sure. other than that, yeah, it's just adding value and just complete, you, you can actually grow your investment um, organically. So, you know, the, this, this investment that you're using as real estate, we always consider it's just, it's always appreciating naturally, but then you can also forcibly increase value to yourself by doing some of the things that we suggested. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. No, I, I totally agree. Awesome. So with that, I think we'll wrap up this, this week's uh, episode. Hope you guys enjoyed as usual, like, and subscribe. <laughs> Awesome. I always feel I always feel like a like a like real weird saying hey like and subscribe uh, but it does help and it makes us feel good you know more than the like and subscribe I would love to see more comments I want to know what y'all are thinking what are your thoughts on you know force appreciation what are your thoughts about doing upgrades on a house and even just other topics like you know we're getting topics from people that are watching and some friends that are saying what do you think about this and can you talk about that. And that's great because like, you know, we just want to know what y'all want to hear. And again, like we're not professionals, like as far as like, we know everything, but we know a little bit. So whatever we do know, we just want to share. So uh, let us know and, you know, keep us posted on what what y'all want to know. Yeah. And even scenarios, if you guys have done it before and and had a good or bad, you know, event with it, it'd be cool to understand and see what what you guys struggled with. So yeah. um, Yeah. With that, 
it's uh it's good hearing from you catch you later thanks for listening to guts and grind with siju and sajin be sure to tune in next time